It's time to embrace the doubt, uncertainty, and apprehension. In this installment of The Grind to Find, I'll share some perspective on the ties that keep us bound in place, the lies tied to complacency, eight tips for writing your manuscript, and so much more when this episode of TGD starts right now. TGIF family, and welcome to The Grind to Find. Tarrell and Michelle here, certified spiritual mindset coach and professional ghostwriter, helping prospective authors take their manuscripts from pause to publish. Topics here identify internal disconnects, simplify misaligned mindset moments, and help folks capture clarity so a blueprint can be created that will take authors from intro to conclusion for a smooth writing process. Man, I'm going to tell you something. I just had to have a moment to center myself. September in Florida is completely and totally different than September in Chicago. And I appreciate that. I do. I do. I haven't been away from Chicago for too long. Actually, I don't stay away from Chicago long at all. I'm back and forth between uh, Chicago and Texas all the time. My adult daughters are there. And so I I don't spend that much time away. But I'm going to tell you something. I remember some of the chillier times with my, you know, my, my sweaters on. And listen, I was all about some sweater dresses and over-the-knee boots because I ain't got time to play with nobody. I'm going to look cute while I'm doing what I'm doing, even if I'm a little chilly. But then I'm not saying that's a September thing, but it just made me think about fashion and how I kind of miss that. But also, too, on the flip side, it's good to have my shoulders out and my toes out in September, but I digress from talking about the weather. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining me again here on The Grind to Find, y'all. I'm excited about today's show. You know, I'm always more excited about the, the process of um, the writing, the, the navigating our life story and getting those gifts and those things out. But before I even get there, I think it's important to explore the mindset that I'm hoping you're vibing to have in place to get you to the space of writing and and not just writing, staying connected to it, seeing that thing from beginning to end so that that story can come on a body. And now here's the thing, some people want to write their book, but what'll stop them is they say, you know, I'm not sure that I want to publish it, that I want to share it with other people. And for those of you listening who think, who in the world would want to write and not publish it? Guess what? It's not always about sharing the story with everyone. Sometimes it's just getting that story out of you so that you're able to receive yourself. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But even still, rather the goal is to just have this thing that you've accomplished for yourself, or if it's to get that thing out and share it with people just so they can receive your story, or if you want to get that thing out of yourself because you want to use it as a a piece of inspiration or maybe to teach whatever your end game may be. You still have to have, or it's fruitful to have, a mindset in place that's going to carry you through the process that is not an easy process, especially when you're doing writings that are nonfiction. There's typically 
that emotional that excuse me tongue tied that emotional component there we are that will connect you to some of the different things that you revisit as you're crafting your manuscript so i thought it was important to lay a foundation that will help some of us listening maybe all of us that would be the goal all of you listening to move beyond whatever may have you stumbling, stuck, or maybe starting to mm, second guess what you initially felt. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. If you felt it, if you keep thinking about it, if you're observing folks who have actually uh, taken the step that you want to take and actually gotten that thing out there, I want you to know you're connected to it because it's real. And my prayer is that anything that I would say over the airways would help to get you closer to you um, not being a spectator of someone else's accomplishment, but you being out there actually making it happen for yourself. So today, as I mentioned in the intro, I'm going to take you through three different areas of conversation today. I want to talk a little bit about that doubt and uncertainty, and I'm going to do that in the form of talking about breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with dinner, but we'll get there. I'll explain it to you. I also want to dive into the lies that are connected to, to complacency that some of us may not be aware of. So I'm going to go ahead and dive right into that. And then, and only then, <laughs> will I get to the eight tips that I want to share with you about getting that manuscript together and uh, getting it going, all right? All right, so with that being said, let's go right ahead and glide into the content for today around this episode of The Grind Defined entitled, No Need to Be Ready or Set to Go. So at the top of this segment of the show, I wanna start off with asking you a question and it's, have you missed the breadcrumbs Yah has left along your pathway? This makes me think about Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 that says, Look at the birds of heaven, that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather in storehouses, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? I thought about that because I think that we're socialized to think that there are boxes that we must check and things that we must do in order for us to be able to make a living in this world. And to some degree, that is absolutely positively true. There are things that we need to do. There are things that we need to do not only in this world, but there are things that we need to do that are tied to a biblical perspective in order for us to be able to make it. But checking the boxes in the world is only a part of what it is that we're supposed to be doing. There's that part, but then there's another part that has everything to do with our creator, what his mission and purpose is for us and how he fills in the gaps of our life. All of those areas where we feel like we're missing something, you know, and maybe we feel as though I'm doing everything. I can't seem to make this thing happen. Well, maybe that's one of those spaces where it's not up to you to fill in that gap. Your movement is what will help Yah to fill in that gap for you. Case in point would be um, a th the thought of connecting the dots, right? 
My book entitled The Ultimate Release was a representation of that. Um, I talked about how I ended up writing this this book in a previous episode, so I'm not going to go all the way through that. What I will say is that me becoming an author of this book, an author for the first time, was all about divine timing. And when I finished The Ultimate Release, if someone were to say, Tarolyn, what's your book, The Ultimate Release? What's it about? I would say that this book was all about the commonality of navigating human emotion. How I don't care where we come from, what we've experienced, you know, we all have feeling the same during the course of the journey of our life in common. And so that's how I would take and summarize what the ultimate release was about. And I, I truly believe that when I told people that at that space and place in my life, at that time when I completed that book, or actually completed that manuscript, gave it over to the publisher, and then now it's out into the atmosphere for everyone to experience. But then as some time went on, once I got through the initial launch of the book, you have the different conversations, you get the different feedback, you know, it, it was all a whirlwind and a wonderful experience, but it wasn't until I went through some of that and then was talking to a friend of mine who happened to quote something from my book and I didn't even realize that it was from my book, which is y'all probably listening. Y'all like, how in the world did you listen? That's a thing. Sometimes you can be moving so fast on all cylinders in your life that you'll go through something and as soon as you complete it, you're on to the next thing. Well, writing that book was kind of like that because I'm a professional writer and I'm writing in things all the time. When I was working on that project, I was immersed in it. But then once it was done, it was done. I hadn't taken the time to digest it. So she told me, she says, you need to go back and you need to read your book. And I thought to myself, why I wrote it. But then I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> we're not able to receive ourselves. The only way we would do that is if we were reading something that we wrote or if there is a video or some audio or some type of recording or whatever. That would be the way in which we're able to receive ourselves. So I said, all right, all right, I'll do that. You know, I'll, I'll do it. I sat down and read my book. And by this time, it was probably like about a year after it had been out into the atmosphere sat down and read that book from from cover to cover and I realized then what that story was really about there was what I thought it was about when I wrote it but then I managed what I was able to receive myself to get God's meaning behind me writing it what I said was true but then it it became added on to that it was all about connecting the dots within our life or the breadcrumbs to form a bigger picture than what we're looking at for what God wants for us, y'all wants for us, for our journey throughout this life. Okay, so what do I mean by that? When I talk about breadcrumbs, it's so funny that I would end up going through a education all the way to a graduate degree. And what I do today has absolutely nothing to do with that eight, nine years <laughs> that I was in college, get my education. There were breadcrumbs throughout my life, and I call them breadcrumbs. What I mean is different periods throughout my journey that God may have um, put, you may as well say, his stamp there. It was a way of him showing me and leading me to ultimately what he wanted me to do in service, how he wanted for me 
to hone my craft, my gifts, and take those gifts that he'd given to me and use the talents associated with those gifts to be able to put them out into the atmosphere and serve people. And so my breadcrumbs, if you will, or those dots that needed to be connected, had everything to do with very early on being involved in writing, being involved in recording music, and getting to a space where I've always been a writer and always been a poet, even uh, spoken word, things like that. Getting to a space where now what I do in my business has everything to do with all of the things that I've always done. The higher education thing was something that I felt like I needed to do. It was something that I wanted to do, but and it was okay for me to do that. Those uh, experiences that I had, the different degrees that I have, have opened different doors for me and allowed for me to swim in different pools I otherwise would not have been able to swim in. However, I still ended up being guided back to the breadcrumbs that God laid throughout my life. And the education that I've acquired has definitely helped to broaden the scope, broaden connections, broaden me, you know, but it's funny in looking back Had I not taken the time to revisit those breadcrumbs slash dots along the way in my life and put them together, I wouldn't have been able to see that each one of those breadcrumbs individually looked like just separate instances. Instead, they were all pieces to a bigger puzzle where only if I took each one of those lessons, each one of those periods and saw how they fit together, If I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have been able to start my business, leave corporate America and do what I do today. And so that's what this conversation is about for me. It's about letting those of you who are listening know that you're already provided for. Your creator has already made a way for you to dominate and to flourish in your area of gifting. There's only so much that you're going to be able to do because he's already prepared to fill in gaps and add more for you. But the question that I have for you is, are you aware of the breadcrumbs? And if you're not, are you willing to pause to become acquainted to what are those things that have always been constant and steady throughout your life? We all have those things that have always been there that Maybe we don't pay any attention to. Maybe they don't have much value to us. But other people may see you and say, man, you know, uh, Dion is really good at this. You need to talk to her. All while, meanwhile, Dion's overdoing something completely and totally different. But if somebody comes to her for that one thing, it's a gift. She can knock it out without even thinking about it and go on to something else. It's not only that one thing. There are other things that are extensions of or connected to that thing that Dion will be able to go back and say, man, I don't care out of all the things I've done. This one particular skill set has always been there. Okay, what does this have to do, Tarolyn? (laughs) What does this have to do with the journey of getting my story out of me and putting it down on paper? What it has to do with things uh, for me is that unless you're connected to what your breadcrumbs have been, what are those constants, those spaces of being in which you're gifted, talented, 
proficient. Call it what you want. Because some people would say, I don't have any gifts. Or I'm not really good at anything. All right, maybe those words don't really connect. What, what is something that's always been around that you don't even have to try to do, but it just works for you? And have there been consistent instances of, of um, situations where you can connect to this thing? If it has been, then that's an element to consider when you're trying to decide how you want to revine, uh, refine the scope for what you're going to write. These things are so very important because there is usually, when I work with people, there's a story that they want to tell, but then there's a story that needs to be told. And a lot of the times the story that needs to be told is not the comfortable story. <laughs> and this could be, this could have to do with anything. This is not something that is specific to a particular um, genre of writing, if you will. It's more so a state of being, you know? So that's the thing, being able to be clear about what it is that's been constant and how that thing that's been constant can fit into the story that you want to tell. So we'll marinate on that for just a moment, okay? We'll, 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 we'll come back around because I do have a question about that that I want to leave you with uh, during the course of this show. So the next thing I want to kind of slide into a little bit before we get down to those eight different tips for writing your manuscript, I want to talk about complacency and the lies. Oh yeah, the lies that are attached to complacency. But not just that. I want to talk about the difference between complacency and contentment. So let me begin with the definition, because it's always good to have definitions, especially for this. I'm, I'm getting specific on this one, y'all. Understand that. Because sometimes that's, 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 that's what we got to do. We got to get specific, right? So let's go ahead and define complacency. It is a feeling of contentment or self-satisfaction, especially when coupled with the unawareness of danger, trouble, or controversy. Now, contentment by itself is that degree of happiness which consists in being satisfied with present conditions, a quiet, uncomplaining, satisfied mind, right? Okay, so here's the thing. With complacency, there's a feeling of contentment and satisfaction, but you don't know that the rug could be pulled out from under you, that there are things that you probably should be concerned about. <laughs> and that's the reason why um, I think it's so important to visit complacency. A lot of the times we feel like if um, we find that space of, of comfort, that space uh, where the ground feels level under our feet, there's an even keel to things going on. Then, you know, I, I've been through some challenges and things, you know, this, this here comfortable. So I'm just gonna stay right here. A lot of us can get caught in that space where we just go for the ride. Um, like those who show up at a job every day, but they really don't care. You know, they're just collecting a check. They don't want to go against the grain. They don't want to put any more in than what they don't have to. I'm just going to chill, get this check, pay my bills, live my life. All right. There are quite a few of us, if you're not there, maybe at one point in time you have been. I know I have been. I have been in spaces where I was just complacent and I was gonna rock with that. 
The only thing about complacency, and this is just how I feel, complacency is like saying, just going along with the current of the water is easier than going against the grain. Although when I'm going along with the current, I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, there's a lot that I don't have to worry about, but I would prefer to be doing something a little bit different. I just don't want the challenge of what could, could, could come with that. And so some of us opt for complacency. For those of you who have gotten to maybe a certain space with your, your manuscript, or maybe you've tried to do things, uh, maybe you've tried to, to pull the trigger on that thing with your manuscript a few different times and it didn't turn out the way that you want it. So you just kind of, you know, got into this space of, you may still talk about it. Cause a lot of times when people are gonna write a book, they tell some people and when people ask about it, you tell them how you've been writing and, and this and that. And, but at the end of the day, uh, in, in the words my grandmother used to say, in the words of my grandmother, you ain't hitting the lick of the snake. You know, you ain't doing as much as you could be doing. And whatever you've done, clearly it's not enough if there's still a desire in you to get that thing going and to get it done, right? So, of course, I wanted to add a little bit of spiritual context to this because there is a negative energy associated with complacency. One might argue that complacency has a direct connection to laziness. Mmm, you like, what, why in the world would you say, I'm saying that, because <laughs> I can back it up. Let me tell you what I mean by that. That makes me think about, uh, in the Bible, Matthew chapter 25. Uh, you can go verse 24, you can go all the way up to verse 30, but really, all you would need to go through is to, to 26. But for the purposes of, of conversation, you know what? I'll just go ahead and I'll do Matthew 25, 24 through 30. It says, Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping what you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look there, you have what is yours. Then uh, that was 24 and 25, 26 goes on to say, but his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seeds. So you, so you, uh, this 27 says, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. Hmm right? You liking how this sounded so far? That's not sounding good, right? <laughs> so 29 says, for to everyone who has more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. All right. So why did I share that? Now I started off at uh, 24 when it talks about the servant having the one talent there were three men who all had different talents you know the, the one guy had 10 talents the there was another guy i believe had seven and then you had this servant who had just one and so what happened was the lord wanted for them to go out and to use their talents and when they did whatever they gained from those talents he wanted to be able to receive from them when he returned on his journey. And so he left and the first two 
went ahead and used those talents and they were able to get back more than what God gave them because they were they were actively using those talents. But the last servant who only had the one decided, yeah, no, I'm just going to chill. You know, I, I only have one. There, there's nothing much that I can do with this. And he had his excuse, but the Lord wasn't accepting of that because it doesn't matter how much you have. The point is that the point is, is that it was given and it's meant to be used. So I'm sharing this today because I can liken this to the works of those of you who are listening that are sitting on your heart, that you've been struggling to try and get done, not just within the context of the manuscripts, but how many times in life do we do this? We have different things within us that we want to be able to use. Maybe we haven't identified them. Some of us haven't identified them. And for those of us who have identified them, it's that whole, how is this thing within me supposed to fit? What am I supposed to do with it? How am I supposed to use it? How am I supposed to refine it? How am I supposed to expand it and to grow it? Notice how I keep saying, how am I, 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 I. You know, we are so self-centered. We have this individualized mindset as though everything that needs to be done is on us. But when we're leading in spirit, there's no I in team. <laughs> there isn't. There really there are some things that we are required to do, which means everything that we can to put our talent out there. But in stepping forward and consistently staying with it, all of the unknown will be filled in. But understand that when we decide to take a space of complacency, when we decide to check out and to fall back because it's gotten too hard, or maybe things are not making sense, or maybe we're not sure if the way in which we're moving is the way that we should be moving. And, and to that point real quick, because I, I, I hear that a lot. I'm not sure if what I'm doing is what I should be doing. Well, if you stop moving, you, you're not going to find out that way. The only way that you're going to find out is to make some decisions, to believe in the decision that you make at the moment, walk through it, and then if you're off course, then God will redirect. Yah will redirect. That's how that thing works. And so, you know, I want for those of you listening to know that anytime you have your gift, which could be sharing this, that story within you, Anytime that's your way to serve, that's your way to be of use to brothers and sisters around you. And for whatever reason you choose to fall back and sit on that, that's something that is in direct opposition to what our creator wants us to do. It's actually watering down everything that you were created to be. All of the, the areas that, for every area I'll say, that is unexplored by us where there are things that we do not know. There are also aspects of that thing that y'all already knows, you know. It's, it's us showing up and willing to take on the discomfort of the newness, <laughs> all of the things that are unknown. It's us being willing to show up in that, which it, it uh, 
us showing up in that that allows the story to unfold and to be told. You know, here on The Grind Defined, the information that's shared is all about being able to define your grind on your own terms. Whatever feels like it's weighty in your life, whatever feels like it's a stumbling block, whatever feels like um, it's something that's completely and totally uncomfortable, if you feel naked, if you feel exposed, if you feel like just, ah, you know, kind of crawling in your skin. The Grind Defined is all about offering some different perspectives and tools to help you to see that thing differently. So instead of that thing determining how you're going to move and how you're going to think, you take the lead and you define what that journey is going to be like on your own. And so understanding the difference between contentment and complacency is extremely huge. You can find a space of contentment even in the middle of some adversity even in the middle of some grind and some grit, you can come to a space of happiness and being satisfied with that condition. And you can become quiet and uncomplaining and have a satisfied mind, even though you haven't figured everything out and you don't know what the next few steps are gonna be down the road. The thing that helps you to connect to that is understanding that Sitting still is not going to create the atmosphere for you to grow, and it's definitely not going to get you any closer to any new opportunities. So with that being said, in deciding that you're going to move forward with your project, I want to give you eight tips that you can, you should definitely keep in mind when it comes to writing your manuscript. The first thing, first and foremost, this is as elementary as what we do every day. The number one thing you wanna do is set aside writing time. And I mean consistently. You know, we have our schedule set aside for uh, the, uh, a nine to five, whether you're, whether you're a nine to five or an entrepreneur, you have to have a schedule set aside for your work. Look at your writing in exactly the same way have a designated time in which you set aside for writing, where you don't allow that space to be uh, infiltrated by your phone, by other people's needs, other obligations. That's, that time frame is just as sacred as the time to set aside when you're punching that clock in corporate America. You can't punch that clock in corporate America and just decide in a middle, what, an hour into your day, you know what? I'm really feeling like a latte. I'm going to go get it. Mm -mm. That's not how that works. You know, and so having that same type of structure and discipline when it comes to writing creates that consistency that you need, which starts to create a habit, which makes it where you're used to showing up for yourself and for your impending book project all the time, on time, and ready to work. Number two on the list is please, oh please, oh please, no matter what you do, please don't believe in writer's block. It's not true. Mm -mm 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 -mm. No. If you start to feel as though you just have a white wall in your mind and there's no content there for you to write, the best thing that you could do is to take a pause for the cause, distract yourself, you know, step away and go and do something else. Sometimes our, our brain just needs a moment to resolve what it is that we've given it, to solve the problem that we've been thinking about. And stepping away and focusing on something else 
can be a huge help when you do that. And then going back and revisiting, reading what you wrote again can refresh that. Sometimes you may do that and you're in a space to write, but your brain is like, nah, I don't think I want to do that. And that's okay. So when you come back and you read your work, make sure that you're looking at it from the beginning and you're giving yourself the opportunity as you go through it to be really, really clear about where things went wrong. How did you somehow lose the flow that you had up until that point? Know that if there's a part that you get to where you lost that flow, you don't have to keep it. You can delete that part and then start right before that area writing again. Sometimes that that helps a lot. And then writing the hard parts. You know, if you're feeling a bit stuck or nervous or unsure about where you want to go next with the writing, sometimes putting in there some of the things that you were eh, maybe on the fence about, it can take your story in a different a different direction or the experience that you want your reader to have in a different direction, which, which could actually revitalize your thought process about what you were writing. So it's always, it's always helpful to be malleable and not necessarily while you're in the creative process, keeping yourself just stuck on one particular way to flow or one particular, um, one particular example or in game, or, you know, you, you just, you have to have some flexibility within there. I think one of the most important things you can do at this stage of the game too is make sure you have a deadline. If you don't have a designated deadline or or time frame, then it really does make it where you can be willy-nilly about the process. And that's not something that you want to do. Number three, you definitely want to lay some groundwork for yourself. A lot of the times I've seen when people are trying to write independently on their own, They really don't stop and take the time to get an idea of what they want their experience to be as a writer. And part of that is to maybe do a little bit of research, a little bit of research to kind of get an idea of what an outline for your book might look like. Um, Have you thought a lot about the title or have you thought about the title first and you're stuck? You know, that's one of those types of things where it's very individual. Some people work better with having their title first. Others work better with just writing and then letting the title be something that connects or that they feel later. In any event, making sure you have some type of groundwork there, maybe even a quick mission statement. Um, It could be um, something that's introducing your readers to what your overall goal is going to be for their experience. Sometimes people will write a mission statement for their book that actually doesn't end up in the book. It's just a way to help them to stay focused as they write. I hope you can gather that having some type of groundwork in place is going to help you to refine the scope of what you're doing. Number four, don't stop at the end of a paragraph. I don't believe in that. I believe that if you're going to write, just write, just flow with it you have later on with um, editors and things like that to take and if you want to take some different things out or chop some things down you can visit those options at a later date when you're finished with the uh, creative process all right Uh, number five would be network with other writers 
it's always good to be around other people who have gone through the process. They have some different tips and tricks that they can share that might help you to start to get moving and then create from your movement what your flow is going to be like during the time that you're writing. Uh, number six, worry about the manuscript format later on. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, to think about a bunch of formatting and, and you know all of that, it takes away from you just immersing yourself in the process of telling your story. Number seven, I think is extremely important and that is to resist perfection. You will never, I repeat, never, ever, 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 ever get your manuscript completed if you're sitting there focused more on grammar and formatting than you are on telling a story. That is like one of the worst things that you can do. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, even if you decide to self-publish, I always recommend having someone to do the editing of your manuscript. It's just, it's worth its weight in gold for you to do that. Some people don't, but I would highly recommend if you're gonna self-publish to have that done. Those things can be sorted out later and it's gonna be much more accurate if someone with a fresh set of eyes are, are looking at the work that you have. You know, so I would definitely think about if you're self-publishing, if you're gonna go through a publisher, all of those things are, are, are included. But if you're thinking about doing this independently, just immerse yourself in whatever experience you want your readers to have you creating that and not all of the technical the technical aspects of, of writing it just makes that creative process a whole lot harder and then finally number eight no matter what keep writing do not stop writing and i say that because there are going to be good days there are going to be bad days there are going to be indifferent days when it comes to uh, the, the the creative process. It really is a journey. And here's the thing. If you become connected to other authors who um, share their experiences, don't get caught up on their experience. Like, for example, someone may say, oh, I was able to write my book in 30 days. Okay, cool. But when you hear stories like that, understand that they may have written their manuscript in 30 days, or you never know, they might've used a, a writer as well, which is, is nothing wrong with that. Actually, um, all of the people that I've worked with, number one, they didn't know ghost writers existed. And if they did know ghost writers existed, there's such a negative connotation. People are under the um, misconception that if you use a writer, you're not actually writing your own work, all right? That is the biggest misconception on the face of the planet. You know, um, and especially, and I'll say now, there are some writers who work with projects that are fiction. I don't, I only do nonfiction, but I can only put together what the author gives me. My job is not to create their work for them. My job is to support them in getting that story out and making sure that it is received, it has the, the, the impact, the connection, that it creates the experience for the readers that the author wants it to create. But that's not something that, in terms of the story, the story is not something that I create. They come with that already or through my process that we do, we're able to refine the scope of, 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 of what that is, you know, but I, I don't, 
that's not something that I do. And I want anybody that's listening to understand that um, just like with any other project or thing that you may be doing, why spend 10 years trying to get a book together when you can get with a professional writer and get that thing done in record time? And I'm talking from the rooter to the tutor. It just makes sense to get support from someone who, um, where that's their area of gifting. That's their lane. All right. So yeah. And, and you know, with all of this, I know it may sound like a lot. This is if you want to take the route of navigating this on your own, but fret not, you don't have to do that. I have a process that creates a blueprint for you. Those of you who want to actually go through the writing process on your own, you just need the scope refined. You need to establish what your chapters are. You need to establish maybe some of the, the, the additional things that you want within the book. What's going to fit within the type of book that you do you even know what type of book you want? That's what I'm here for. When I'm talking about a blueprint, this process for it is I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I am, you know, I, I gotta be <laughs> the feedback that I get on it is amazing. It's fun. I enjoy doing it. But this process is a, um, a series of interviews that you go through with me where we're able for, uh, to refine that scope of the book, get your questions answered. And at the completion of our time together, you literally have those dots connected. I mean, from the intro to the conclusion and everything in between laid out with, did I say this? With a guide that you can follow, color coded so you know what fits where. You have notes from the sessions that we've had together. You have professional tips from me applicable to each chapter, each section of the book. It is a no brainer and there's nothing like it available anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I said it and I love it. <laughs> so if you want to know more about, hey, Tarolyn, girl, how can I be down? So easy to do. Shoot me an email, connect at thegrindtofind.com. And I'm having you shoot me an email right now because we're in the process of creating a little something special before we take and get to, uh, before I start to share the .com for this, this process. But you don't have to wait until then. Uh, just shoot me an email, connect at thegrindtofind.com. Or you can also check out my website where you can you can give me a call. You can give me a call and we can actually have a conversation about how to get this thing cracking for you. You still have time to have your manuscript completed before the end of the year. Yeah, I said that. That's a thing. It is a thing. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> if you don't have your manuscript completed, it'll just be because you got busy and you decided not to do it. But with that blueprint, you will have everything that you need to get that story out of the crevices of your mind and into the hands, ears, if you're doing an audiobook of whoever, wherever could use what it is that you have to offer. I, I, well, that is it for content today. If you haven't already, log on to thegrindtofind.com and click on feed so that you can follow me. But hey, I'm everywhere that you can find a podcast on any of the apps that you're already listening to with your music and things like that. Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Um, I can't remember all of them, but you know. All you have to do is search The Grind to Find Podcast to find me there. 
And uh, I would love nothing more than to be able to have some juice coming in your ears that's going to help make things easier for you with your project. In the meantime, in between time, go into this weekend and the coming week knowing that it's a new day. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Does not matter where you were stuck before. Every day is a new opportunity to start going in a different direction than the one you were before. Take advantage of it. (laughs) Take advantage of it. No matter what, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Until next time, this is Tarol and Michelle here. Peace and abundant blessings.